biohacking, performance, mastery, mindset. This is a show about getting better every single day. The Hack Life with Joel Levin. Welcome to the show. All right, hey, it's Joel from The Hack Life, and I'm here with my good buddy, Steve Vieira. I have my corona mask on to protect me, but I'm going to take it off because it's just ridiculous. Um, Steve, first of all, I want to thank you for meeting me uh, during this crazy time we're in of hysteria because, you know, I've reached out to a lot of people and no one wants to meet up with me. And I'm like, let's meet up. Come on. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about this corona thing. And you're like one of the only ones who's like, yes, let's meet up. I'm down. And not only did you say I'm down, but you're like, this corona is a hoax. So talk, welcome to the show and tell me, first of all, let's start it off. Why is Corona a hoax to you? What, you've been sending me a lot of stuff. Joel, read this. Read this about viruses. Read this. Look at this guy's article. Some of the things you've sent me like an hour long, so I haven't got to all of them, but some of them I have. So yeah, tell me, what's your opinion or what, what are you, uh, you know, you're a big health and fitness guy. Oh man, you know, what do we know about viruses? Is it kind of what we, we, we've been taught as you went to your pediatrician as a kid and got your vaccines and what, you know, at least that's what, where I come from, right? I took like life science in high school. That's the only biology I had. But, you know, I've researched a lot of things since in dealing with health and the, uh, you know, just what a virus is, what it might not be. You know, they're not hundred percent sure in a lot of time, a lot of things. And, um, just the craziness of how this all came out and, how like death tolls keep changing or now they're told to make, you know, if it's Corona like COVID like symptoms, let's make sure let it say that they died of COVID. Yeah. And you know, other deaths have gone down. I mean, you know, seven to 10,000 people die every day in the United States. I mean, I don't know if people really realize that that's from everything, right? That's number one is like heart disease and cancer. And then number three is, you know, I, I, I is, is basically doctor related death. Basically uh-huh. normal use of prescription drugs, Normal going to the hospital, like 800 people die every day of that stuff, right? So people don't really realize that. I mean, once you start putting something in the media, or the limelight, then people realize, oh my gosh, right? And then so whatever you put in the limelight, we've had the anthrax scare years ago, all kinds of different viruses that were supposed to come in and take over everything that the media, like the Zika virus back down in Texas that came out and was just like a big scare and then it just disappeared, right? The SARS ed- epidemic. So these things, you know, if there are viruses or if they're not, I mean, we don't need to discuss it here, but these things die out, and, yeah. you know, or if they do, and it's basically based on our, our own immune system, our own health. So to have, you know, we're just going way overboard by closing everything down, I think. I mean, we're going to ruin the middle class. We're gonna, people are going to be, this is going to affect their lives much more than I think the deaths were, right? And if, if you're unhealthy, I mean, if you feel like you might be a person who gets this, I get it, then protect yourself. Yeah. Protect yourself. I get it. But I'm not worried because I just, I'm not, I mean, through all these scares, I'm not worried. I know what, I know what health's all about and it doesn't come from a doctor. It it, it comes from within. We make ourselves healthy. You make yourself healthy. You got to be responsible for your health. Nobody else. And if you're scared because of something, you're not healthy. People, you know, people talk about, you know, cancer and worried about cancer and heart disease and stuff. And, what I try to tell people is, okay, pretend right now you go and you get your cancer diagnosis. What would you do? What are you going to do? You're going to hopefully change yeah. your diet. You're going to change your lifestyle, right? I mean, I assume you may hopefully start researching more. 
You're going to, you know, and you're going to, I want, you know, I hope you're going to research more and not just go to what the, the medical doctors say to take this, this, and this, and this. I mean, that's a prescription for unhealthiness, in my opinion, and through everything I've read and research. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years, so. Yeah. I just don't, you know, just start, if I'm always, people worried about, you know, do you worry about this? No, I live cancer-free every, I mean, I, <laughs> I my life is, if I, I just do anti-cancer stuff. That's just right. what life is. So for you, it's just the Corona is just, it's just another virus. It's just like you could get sick from the flu. You could get sick from Corona. You could get, if you're immunocompromised and you're not in a healthy, vibrant state, then yeah, you're going to be susceptible to this, this, this coronavirus. But it's not, it's no different really than any other virus. It's, it's no different than any kind of a, a diseased body. Right. A, a body that has disease in it because of unhealthiness. Now, do you think, do you think the Corona though, is, when you say hoax, are you thinking like this is man-made or that they, this was created or is there, you think there could, I mean, there's so many conspiracy out there, theories out there. I try not to get too involved in them because it just makes my head spin. And then I almost feel like it causes me to worry and doubt more. And I kind of just go back to, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I think they're, hey, there could be part, I think some of these conspiracies could, could be real. I don't know. Um, but then I just really go back to, I, I have to, it's a virus, whatever it is. As long as I'm healthy, then I'm good. So I just keep going back to that. But do you see anything? Do you is there anything from what you're reading? And I know you're very well read, and there's a lot of sources that you seek out. Anything as far as like a hoax? Do you think this could be you know a conspiracy theory or some kind of hoax? You know, I'm not an expert, right? I don't want to yeah. claim I'm it because they're gonna you know people. I'm not an expert, but yeah. I do. I love to research. I love to read, especially when it goes to health, right? Yeah. And so I. You know, it's overblown, whatever it is, in my opinion, yeah. because of what we just talked about, right? And I've read a lot of stuff that, you know, that uh, talk about uh, germ theory and, you know, how we may have gotten it wrong. And it's interesting, right? It may not be 100%. I don't know, but I keep yeah. researching. But what it has led me to, which I do like, because I, I, in college I was a history minor. I love history, right? Is it's just, it's made me read some stuff. And in fact, I ordered a book and I read big, uh, some stuff on the, like the black, uh, the, uh, the Black Plague, okay, right from the 1300s, right? It was it was a plague caused by a uh, 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 disease from fleas, the yeah. rats that carried the, rats, the fleas, yes. and it wiped out half the population almost of the earth, right? In some places more, in some places less. Like in uh, some places in England, it, it wiped out 80 percent of some towns. Where down in the southern, uh, like Italy and stuff, it didn't wipe out as many. So it seems to be maybe have to do with latitude there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was reading some stuff about it. It's pretty fascinating. That's why I ordered the books. I want to get more into it. What the book, what's the book called, by the way? Uh, in case other people want to read it. It's about the black. It's on Amazon. It's about the black plague. It's basically the, I don't know if the, the story of the black plague. All right, we'll figure it out later, and we'll throw in the show notes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. It's uh, it's supposed to be like a like almost like a thriller novel the way it reads. The guy ah. did a lot of research, and basically he's you know the synopsis that he's come to. It seems like it may have been uh, more atmosphere related because this is a time when some comets came through atmosphere maybe even hit the earth mm. and it would cause atmosphere issues which is poison right that's they talk about water boiling fish fish coming to the uh, surface of water boiling well some disease in a flea isn't going to cause that yeah right and there's these are eyewitness accounts supposedly so yeah it would make sense more atmosphere related which would affect a lot more people yeah you're going to affect and if you're not again let's go back down to the root if those people, whoever were not healthy enough to withstand whatever happened, they died off. Yeah. There was a lot of people. But there's still, everybody didn't die. We still had a good group of people that survived. It's like any time. Mm-hmm. 
they it has to go back. You know, everybody's not going to get afflicted with everything. And I know the healthier people are, are definitely not going to be. I mean, who's, who's passing away right now? It's people who generally seem to have other uh, uh, conditions, right? They already had heart disease or they have lung issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those are people, yeah, because they're not healthy. I want to say too, and I don't know if this stat is correct, but I want to say I heard like people in Italy that were dying, the average age was like 78.8 or 79 or something like that. The average age in Italy in general was 80. So it wasn't, all, it was like that. Now, again, maybe my facts were wrong. Maybe, you know, I didn't, I, I don't want to get it too much into this. Yeah. Maybe I read the wrong article, but I heard that stat and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Like, you know, these facts, these stats, it's all put in context. Like, yeah. Like you said people, they were naturally going to die anyways, most likely. Maybe this year. Maybe this year. Right. From the, from the flu. From, the, from something else. Whatever. From anything. From anything. It's just, they're just, you know, and not everybody who's over 80 is going to pass away because some are healthier. I mean, you got the 106 year old. You know, lady who's who's you know eating nothing but cheese. You know, Italy eating nothing but cheese and coffee and just doing fine. And yeah. you know, there's factors there. And it's not all what she's eating. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a lot of these places. Not all food is probably just one of the. It's definitely not one of the most important things. Really, I think for health, yeah. Mm. yeah. Why? Because I I would think food is one of the most in health healthiest things. Unhealthy or healthy? One of the healthiest things you could do. Well. Obviously, like I, th- I think about for my kids and stuff, I think if, if I can control, uh, you know, because I just go back to the gut being one of the root pieces of the immune system, like 80% of our immune system is in the gut. I've heard that stat before. So I always think of like, if I can give them a, you know, healthy environment free of EMFs and, and I can give them, you know, healthy, good food and a loving, nourishing environment, like if I can try to, you know, do those three things, they're going to be fine. It's a part of it, of course, yeah. but you know, it's... It doesn't account for everything when they study these blue zones. It's not about what they only eat, right? I mean, there's. But you're right because, like, an Italian, they could eat gelato and stuff, and we would, say, oh no, you can't eat gelato. Like that's milk, and that people have milk allergies. But like you said, they do fine. They, they're fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the factors are probably pretty immense, really. I mean, I mean, what kind of you know, how's their air in that certain area, right? That what you breathe in, you breathe in a lot of air. You're drinking a lot of water, so how's their water? What kind of water are they drinking? And then mm-hmm. are you know, with Italy, for example, compared to some northern climates, is you have lower latitude, you're getting a lot more sun. Vitamin D is huge. I mean, yeah. sun is, I think, one of the most important. Sun and water are probably two of the most important things you could do for your body. Okay. Right? You could fast. People fast. I fast. And yeah. I feel fine. And I have no, that's no food. And I'm still doing fine. And a lot of people have. And they've fasted for over, you know, I don't know what the, the length of time is the longest. But, you know, one, 200 days. Yeah. I've read. And, and yeah, they may lose weight or whatever, but they aren't dead. Right? And I don't, I mean, I'm not going to fast for 100 days to find out, but I fast for <laughs> one to two, three, four days uh, pretty often. And wow. it's just, it's, you know, so that just shows you don't just need, it's not food yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's your environment. Well, again, breathing, water, sunlight. Um, and then, of course, if you're putting stuff on you, toxins and stuff, right? I mean, yeah. everything contains, your, your skin is very absorbable. It contains anything that you put on you, is most likely can contain a toxin. Right. Um, you just have to look at the ingredients, which most people don't, and look at what some of these things are made of. And you, when you put it on you, it goes into your skin. So, and then it could be vice versa. Perhaps you're putting something healthy on you that's being absorbed. Yeah. So something you said earlier is what I want to touch back on. You said, yeah, I've been doing this for 30 years. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show. You're coming up uh, 50.7 years <laughs> old, 50.7, almost 51. And you look amazing. And so I want to talk, Thanks. I want people to 
to understand this? Like, yeah, you've been, you've been studying health and fitness for 30 years. Like, how did you get involved in it? What was, what was like the turning point? Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, well, I like to come across as, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. We're all human. I, I didn't, I don't do anything any, nobody else can do. You know, that's come out right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else could do what I, I do. <laughs> it's right. I, as a kid, I was, you know, my dinner consisted of Kentucky Fried Chicken or McDonald's most of the time. Well, that's where my mom took me, and that's, that's what it was in the 70s, right? And I loved it, of course. And yeah. then, you know, I never gained weight. You know, I was pretty active as a kid, like most kids were back then. And yeah. then I started playing baseball, and then I got to high school, and I didn't really do anything, right? I, I was an average student, didn't do much, and went through high school, and Always thought about what's going to happen after high school. And then somehow my buddy and I started lifting weights in his backyard a little bit. And I was just like, yeah, I like this. And then, you know, and then I started researching about it and seeing what it could do for you. And it, it was just, it just caught me. I was just like, man, this is, I love it. You know, at that time it was about being, you know, a, a large human, right? Strong, muscle bound and just like, Like oh, Arnold, because it was during. Arnold, yeah. yeah. It was right after that. It was during, you know, the, the big bodybuilding days of the early 90s. And it was just like, yeah, this is this is awesome. I mean, this is what I like. And I just took to it and I took to it hugely by just doing the bodybuilding stuff, reading everything I could and just digesting it and then trying things. And it just expanded from there. Right. I mean, I, I did a bodybuilding competition back then. Uh, how old were you when I did the competition? Yeah. 24. Okay. Yeah. It was just a little show, but it was, it was just great. So, you know, it was a goal to do cause I was working out and I was like, what am I getting? I mean, I'm working out. It's fun, but what what am I doing going to do? And so I decided to say, hey, let's work out for a show to have a goal, right? And so that really consumed me for the next year. And yeah, and I did some stuff from all the reading I did, some unorthodox stuff then that a few people were doing. What, what was unorthodox then? That is more common now. Okay, so like a paleo or carnivore or carnivore diet now, right? There was a a book Mario Di Di Pasquale book about anabolic diet that kind of followed the Atkins principles. It was uh, basically during the week, you left your carbs low, like no more than 40 grams of carbs a day. You ate fat and protein is what you concentrated mm-hmm. on, right? And this is before the organic free range kind of stuff. And then on the weekends, you would just eat anything. It's like during the week, you kind of just deplete your gl- uh, glycogen. And then the weekends, you just, everything goes. Pizza, <laughs> everything. I mean, you just... Literally, from Friday to Monday, because Saturday and Sunday you ate anything, you could be six pounds heavier. Monday through, and how many days a week are you working out? Every I was at or? that time. I was working out. That time, okay, I've changed from all that, but I've right. working six days a week, and I was doing two, two sessions a day, <laughs> plus working. And that was normal, though, for any competitive bodybuilder. Yeah. yeah. And, well, it was just normal for me, too. I just liked yeah. it. I'd, I'd worked at Safeway. I'd work out in the morning. After work, my buddy and I worked out at night, and we, we were just like always working out. And this guy, Eric, he had a family, and- he he was he was great man he was just an awesome partner he was always there we every day but back to the diet is uh during the week you eat all that right just nothing but fat and and I didn't eat much veggies then right so again I didn't I'm totally different but I didn't eat much veggies then I yeah. did drink a lot of V8 was my vegetable because <laughs> I had a lot of potassium in it and you know, and that was it and I th- I'd actually make a soup out of V8 and I put broccoli or or green beans in there and it was like my soup base so I get some vegetables because I wasn't a very big vegetable eater like most people yeah are now and in the week, it's like, hey, you eat anything. And so the, by the Monday, you're just like full of glycogen. You're just like, whoa, you are pumped, ready to go on that next workout. Uh, and, and then slowly it depletes again, right? Yeah. But I worked at Safeway at the time. And I, dude, I'd, I wanted calories. I'd eat 6,000 calories a day. <laughs> I would take heavy whipping cream, 
and room drink it. That little <laughs> carton of heavy whipping cream is over a thousand calories. I'd eaten London broiled steaks, eat eggs by the dozen, uh, canned tuna, right? Yeah. Baby food, because baby food, at least at that time, oh. had like <laughs> beef, which tasted like crap, was though it was uh, processed better, right? It was cleaner. You know, the oh, baby food is generally a better, uh, uh, a cleaner food rather yeah. than other stuff, right? Um, so I was doing all that. And I was gaining, and I probably, you know, 6,000 calories, I wasn't, again, knowledgeable as I am now, and I wouldn't do that now, yeah, because it's a lot of work, <laughs> for one, I, and at that time, you know. A lot of work on your body to process it all. That, and at that time, I was logging everything I ate. I had a program, I logged everything I ate for two years, everything, every yeah. day, I can go back yeah. and see what I ate, right? Because that's what you know, that's what you're supposed to, at that time, you're supposed to do that. And I would eat, oh man. Over 300 grams of saturated fat a day. My ID, like, <laughs> that's total keto. <laughs> like, one over a gram of cholesterol every day. A gram, right? We're talking about, I don't know what the, the recommended now is like, you know. I don't even know what an A has. Low, m- low milligrams, right? I was eating grams. I was tons of this stuff. And here's the only thing after I was done, I did this for two years. And after I was done, I went and got my blood work done. Pretty much the only time I ever got my blood work done. What made you do it? Get my blood work yeah. done? I wanted to know. Just I wanted to know the aftermath, yeah, right? Cool. And, you know, now everybody's always, you know, you got to get your blood work done. You got to, how healthy are you? You know, oh, you got to figure this stuff out, right? Mm-hmm. And my, my triglycerides were low and my cholesterol was low. Nothing. I mean, I looked like I did now. Though I was about 200, I got to 213 pounds. I had a little bit of fat on me and then I dieted down to about 170 to, to, to compete. compete? Whoa. I didn't try. I just, that was my first time. And so, it, 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 you know, if I had to keep doing it again, I could uh, better it. But, uh, yeah, I got down to 170 and uh, after that, I... I kind of stayed with that diet, and I just kind of didn't go so crazy on the weekends, and I ate more stuff during the week, and I started including out more vegetables, and that's pretty much what I still do now. Mm. And my weight's been the the same. I mean, I, I you know, 20 years ago, uh, I was, you know, 200 pounds. I stayed around there, and I slowly went down to the 187 to the 191 mark, and I've been there ever since. I've never been overweight. Yeah. And I don't... I don't write anything down. I don't even pay attention. I don't know how many calories I eat a day. I don't even care. Yeah. I'm the same way. I just eat. Yeah. When you're hungry, you eat. Well, it's cool too because we were talking beforehand and I was like, hey, Steve, and you were kind of modest, but I'm like, you know, you still got a six pack? And you were like, what? And then you're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. And like, you're like, yeah. But it was just, you know, like you said, but I don't, I don't count calories. Uh, I don't even do abs. I'm just, I just do me. I do functional movements and I eat right. And it's just a lifestyle. And that's the product. The byproduct is this. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's just whatever you, I mean, you don't, if you go to achieve something, you're, you're not going to, it's going to be very difficult to get. And then if you do what, I mean, like the achieving the big biceps, okay, but. For what? For what, and what process are you doing to get there, right? I mean, me, I just, I want to just, I'm a 50, I'm not into a specific sport, I'm just into life, right? Uh, I got to stay healthy, police officer and everything, got to stay healthy and, and that's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. This is another great thing I want to talk about. You have been a police officer for 23 years. 21. 21, 21 years. Either way, I can pump you up. Uh, <laughs> 21 years in a super busy Bay Area city, uh, major metropolitan city. It's, it is one of the most stressful cities to work in by far uh, on the West Coast. And, uh, you know, I remember I, that's actually how we met. I, I worked there for almost six years. And I remember my dad, prior to me applying there, he said, hey, uh, you know, yeah, you want to go work in the city? I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I'll work anywhere. So, I mean, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And he told me, Joel, if you 
if you do like five years there, it's like a lifetime somewhere else. I had no idea what he was talking about. I'm like, whatever, that sounds great. You know, sign me up. I, I don't care. But I just want people to understand like where you work, like doing five years there is like 25 years somewhere else. You've been doing it for 21 years. It's a super stressful job in general, especially in this city. So yeah, just talk to me. How do you, how do you balance that? I know a lot of people, a lot of officers and other first responders will come up to you and ask you. They always, I remember when I was working with you, always people would be walking in the halls or they'd see you be doing some goofy movements in the corner and they'd be, Hey Steve, uh, you know, what should I do? How should I do this? So yeah, talk, talk to me just like, how do you, how do you like self-regulate and, and just manage all those stresses? The, uh, you know, just being healthy is a, is a distressor. I mean, your body doesn't want to be in stress, right? It'd rather be in a normal state. When you're in a stress state, every, you know, so many things happen. And so how do I de-distress? I, I, I could pull away from work. Mm. I have my, you have to have your, you know, again, you have to have anything outside of work, right? You can't, work can't, shouldn't be your whole, whole life. I mean, and some people it is, and I think that that's, that's a specialization thing. People suffer eventually, yeah. right? You got a lot of yeah. people in my our profession that <laughs> they retire. They spent all those years working to get that good retirement, and then they just pass on. Yeah. Thus, the pension system knows that, and that's why they have certain <laughs> ages people work till because they know that. They yeah. know people die yeah. before that. <laughs> So that's, that's a clue right there, right? Been, yeah, in our, in our profession, we've seen that a lot. You people, as soon as, a week after they retire, they're dead. It's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, you know? and, and a lot of it, why, why right? Did the, whatever sickness, weight, right? It's, a lot of it probably, they brought it on upon themselves only because now they've, I mean, when you work for something for so long, say, I know I've never been an Olympic athlete, but you work so long to achieve that goal. You get to the Olympics, you get your goal, you get the gold medal. Yeah. Boom, you're done. And then the, the thing I hear that happens the next day is like, now what? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My whole life was to get to this point. Just like our whole lives seem to be, you talk around people, is to get to that retirement. Yep. They're always counting down the days. And then what? And then it's like, oh, my gosh, it hits me. Some people move on because that's what they want. They have health. They have uh, healthy ways of thinking. They have other things other than that, and they move on. But other people are just like, this was, this was me. I was... The officer, I was the police, and now I am not. And oh right. my god, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Blah blah. They don't plan. Maybe I don't know everybody's situation, but it's. It, and I think that's a big part of it. But my view is to stay healthy. I just, I just do what I always do. That's what I love. I love to go out and just move. I love to move in the sun. It's like my church going out to that grass anywhere. I mean, a gym is cool sometimes too because that's just what it is. But yeah. I love outside and just. I feel it's my church. It's my spirituality area. I just. I could do it forever. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking when I retire, <laughs> I am going to move. I'm just going to keep, you know, whatever it is. I could do it all day. And I just, just love it. It's just, you're just developing your body. I mean, the way I see it is people, you know, you got people who could do some amazing stuff. Uh, like a fisherman, for example, right? Some awesome fisherman. They know everything about fishing. I mean, what lure to use, what line, what pole. I'm going to go for this fish. I'm going to use this, this, this. Cool. Awesome. But what do you know about your body? Because if your body breaks down, you aren't going to be able to cool, do this cool, awesome fishing probably anymore mm. or whatever, car, working in your car or, 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 you know, electronics, whatever it is. And so you really got to just, I don't see, I mean, to me, it's like, duh, why doesn't anybody study their body or what health is? It's just it's so important. It's everything about you. Right. And so when it, when it comes to work, I'm, I, I'm, just like I'm aware. I think awareness is another big thing. Most people are not aware of so much. 
just so much, right? And like, how 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 am I sitting right now? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Is my ten, is my are my teeth clenched? Am I you know am I am I up on my hip like this? Same with standing. How, how I'm standing. How am I standing? And those are all affect you, right? Because they, yeah. they bring tension. You just got to have awareness of that, and then you got to have awareness of what what you're doing. Uh, here's a big one: the cell phone, right? I mean, yes. we could we could debate the whole Wi-Fi. Is it good? Is it bad? Non-ionizing, ionizing, whatever. Right. Cool. It seems to be that if you put a cell phone up to your ear, because even if you have an Apple iPhone, you can look in their disclaimer and read the little oh, yeah. small print. You should not have that thing closer than five millimeters to your body. It says that right there. Don't have it close in. Right. So it's warning you right there. It's five <laughs> millimeters. It tells you right there. So they know something's going to happen, most likely, or could happen, right? Okay, cool. So putting up to your ear, which is less than five millimeters, which is very close to a very valuable brain, <laughs> right? And then it seems like people might start getting tumors, maybe cancerous, maybe not, but whatever, they start having some issues, ear mm-hmm. issues or whatever. It's damaged. I mean, it, 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 there's enough out there that I, I don't talk on the phone. I mean, if I talk on the cell phone. That's I, true. I called you this morning. You didn't even pick up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I usually talk on speaker. Or when I'm driving, I'll have my, you know, earbuds in, or not earbuds, but my uh, earbuds, because I don't wear earbuds, because those are the same thing. Anything you're Bluetooth like is going to the same They have like the air tube ones. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes. Those are or cool. if I'm at work, I'll use the landline, right? Which uh, I think everybody should get a landline in their house. I don't know if you can anymore, because people who like to talk should talk on a landline to me. So point being is, you know, I like to, I'm always trying to, you know, make people aware, like, hey, maybe, you know... Uh, you know, people I know, I don't just go up to a random person and say, hey, sir, you know. No. <laughs> you know, you're damaging your brain right yeah. yeah. I just, you know, I'm, people who are close to me and I, you know, that I know try to be healthy, I'm just like, you realize you talk on the phone a lot. And most people don't even know that. No, I don't. I, I never do. I'm always, you know, or I'm around them and I see them. They get a call. They have to answer. They put up to their ear and they start talking. I mean, people call me. I let it always go to the message almost. Or if I'm there, I can put on speaker. Yeah. Or if I'm in my car. And if it's a number, I don't know. Well, then why do even I talk to them? Yeah. They can leave a message. <laughs> it's but probably a telemarketer from it's, China. It's, it's like, it's, yeah. So be aware of what, you know, you're putting that up there. Another thing I told the uh, officers about in, in uh, who I work with, you know, officers like to walk around with this wallet and, and well, men in general like to walk around the wallet in their back pocket, but officers yeah. like to put this big fat thing of like cards of all the cards we got to give out and the oh, stuff yeah, like to write yeah, yeah. And they put it in their back pocket. Yeah. Right? I used to do that. Yep. Yeah, that's where I started. Not for very long. And uh, so now we're sitting. I got that in my back pocket right now, right? So this is lifting me up like this. Uh-huh. My, my, my hip's tilted. My hip, and this is what I am in, what position I'm in several hours a day. Right. In my car, in the police car, whatever. This, your back, your spine's crooked. Your, your hips are off. Everything just, and then so people, and you don't, you're not aware this is happening. And you don't do anything up. I mean, it's not the be-all, end-all that's going to damage you. It is, but if you're aware of it, you can offset that, right? You could do exercise, stretches to offset that. Better yet, you just take that stuff out of your pocket because right. it's going to affect you. Well, then like five – it's it's crazy because then five years pass, and then the person's like, I have this lower back pain. And it's like they, they like you said, the awareness. I, I don't even know how I got it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, because you – well, let's go back. And like, I always like what Kelly Starrett says, like, you know, your body is meant to, you know, Kelly Starrett's a big mobility guru. He's like, your body is meant, the bones in your body are meant to last like hundreds of years. He's like, how are people having like 
knee surgeries and, and their bone. He's like, it, it makes no sense. Like, he's like, guys, it, this is not normal. But we almost think like, oh, yeah, it's normal. Like, if I when I'm 50 years old, I'm going to need knee replacements. Like, no, it's that's not normal. You know, you have to cultivate that that awareness and realize like, oh yeah, now I have this. And we a lot of us don't have the awareness, so we don't even know how we got it. We just assume, oh, my body's shutting down. I, you know, it's not doing what's supposed to. Oh, I'm getting old. You know, you hear that all the time. I'm getting old. Yeah. Uh, awareness. Females carry a purse, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Their whole entire lives, they carry a purse and they always put it over their dominant shoulder. And whatever weight's in there, push that shoulder down. It gives you this a little bit, right? The heavier it is or a backpack or whatever, you're, you're just off to the side a little bit. Every day, what do you, that's going to, that affects, wow, I got this pain on my side. Why? Yeah. At least put it on the other shoulder, right? Or a backpack or don't carry first, whatever, but be aware of something like that, right? Yeah, like you said, they don't are aware and they'll go to the doctor and that's just a, a recipe for disaster, right? Then they go down yeah. that whole path, which is pain killing. Take our stuff to heal you when that's not it. You it, Movement's probably going to heal you. Right. And, you know, I walk around work. I always look, watch people and I watch how they walk and I get to see a shoulder kinked up mm-hmm. or a, a hip that doesn't move or a, hook, a foot when they walk that's sticking out. The duck walk. Or, or not even duck. Maybe not. This foot may go, you know, the left foot may go straight. The right foot goes out. Well, that's, uh-huh. you know, your whole, you're supposed to, the knee's meant to go forward, you know, a, a point forward and as a hinge, right? So once you go out, to the, if you take a hinge and take it off to the side, it, it, the hinge is not supposed to go this way. It's supposed to go this way. Yeah. So for example. You're losing torque every step you take. That and you're pushing your knee a little bit, uh, you know, the whole leg is a little bit going wonky and your hip mm-hmm. up here is getting set in that position. Again, if you don't move to compensate for that, you're, you're just going down a path of disaster, right? And I've, like you said, I, we see it in our profession, but you see it in, in real life. I mean, anybody, I'm just saying, but I'm just saying I'm more aware because I'm in that profession and yeah. I know I'm around these same people all the time and I see and I know and I, I'm aware of what how this all works. I'm aware if you sit in your car all the time in your driver's seat in a country like America because there's still, you know, Australia and Japan and, or and Britain, you drive on the side and if you're a mailman or a woman. Mm-hmm. But you're in your car and every single, you get out, you open your door and you step out most of the time. Yep. You boom, launch yourself up. This leg is getting a lot of work where this leg's not. Ah. Thousands of reps every day, right? That's like uh, Strett says, right? You, gotta, you, know, you, you start doing a thousand reps on this leg or whatever on one thing. It's going to sink in. It's going to be there. It's going to, this is going to be tighter than this. Yeah. Again, if you don't move or don't do something about it, you're, you're going to become in a world of hurt. I mean, if you become aware, maybe you'll shift your whole body and stand up, right? And you shift your whole body to your legs. So you use both legs to stand up. Mm-hmm. That's one way, but just the awareness of what you're doing to yourself. Yeah. Right. If you're living, you know, you live less next to a, uh, you live under high powered wires, right? I mean, those are going to affect you. You re- look at the studies, look at everything out there. Yeah. It's good. It's not going to be good for you. And so if you're under that all the time, you start getting these headaches or for whatever reason, like I just don't feel well anymore. Right. Yeah. And if you're not even aware, you're just thinking right around you. Well, what's going on? You know, I'm stressed. You may not even know you're going to go to the doctor and they're not going to know because they're impossible for them to know. Cause they don't ask these questions. They don't ask you right. where do you live? What is this? What is that? What, how much magnesium are you taking a day? <laughs> like, what? huh? How can they diagnose anything without knowing any a lot of these basic things? It's tough. Yeah. And but once people read or, or study it and become aware of it, you know, watching podcasts, reading, whatever, talking to people, then maybe like, oh, I'm gonna start looking at that. But everything's gonna have, you know, not gonna be the symptom you I mean everything's gonna have a lot of the same symptoms. So that's another right. I know it's tough there, but you just gotta 
the awareness has to come like you just moved to a house that has those power lines above them right. from your old house. And now things are just not right in this house. And it could be a number of things. It could be mold, right? I mean, yep. that's a big thing. And you don't know if you have mold in the house. To power lines, to whatever else, you know, what's around you. I mean, you have a, you know, you have the sulfur mine over here. It's been pumping out, and you're breathing that in, right? I yeah. mean, it's it's just you're close to the the freeway now, and you're breathing all that exhaust in. And there's thousands of chemicals in exhaust, thousands of toxins or toxicants in exhaust because toxins come from animals, like venom, like a snake. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toxicants come from the environment. Just to have a little definition there. So. If you're an officer or first responder, like what are some just like practical things that you do probably on a daily basis or just are there things that you do like like grease the groove, for example, that you're just like in between your shift, you're doing these little things, but makes a huge difference. Yeah. If you see me, <laughs> you see me on the street, I'm always moving. I remember being at one of the, uh, working a Raider game one time and just <laughs> my sergeant came up to me and, and, and some security guy complained about me for moving. I'd be like almost way down, you know, my legs split, not in a splits, but down in that position. Yeah. And just kind of moving and just moving my hips. Yeah. Right. I'm still <laughs> sitting there aware. I'm in a uniform. I'm where I'm working. I mean, yeah. if something happened, I boop, go and not react. But that's yeah. what I do. Instead of just standing there, I do stuff like that. Right. Or, I, I, you know, you've got these vests on. So I try to move my shoulders or my neck. That's a big part of it. Your neck, right? Uh-huh. Everybody has a lot of people have issues with their neck. And I'll do stuff like that. But this person complained about me. My sergeant came up to me and it's like, he's like, I told him it wasn't hampering you doing your job. Right. And I'm like, no. How's that going to happen me doing my job? I'm not sitting there, you know, bench pressing yeah. on, on a bench that, you know, <laughs> whatever. I'll be right back. Yeah. yeah. I didn't take my vest. and So I'm always doing little movements like that because I'm aware and I feel tightness in my body. So I'll try to work on that as much as I can. Yeah. Right. I do. I mean, <laughs> we're switching over to the SUVs, but we had the old Crown Vicks, which their, 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 their uh, trunk is perfect height for me where I just go and lean back of it and I just open myself up. <laughs> I would do the same thing. Right. Because we're sitting like this. We're tightening our hip flexors. You know, most almost everybody in the world. Yeah. I mean, everybody in America is tightening their hip flexors. Some more than others, like people who drive for living. And I'm aware of that. And I got to loosen these hip flexors. I got to be in this position a lot, or else I'm going to pay the price. Yeah, pay the price of always being in this position. Right? Sitting's not necessarily bad. They say it's a new smoking. It's not bad necessarily. It's just that you don't do other things. Right. Right. You got compensated s- for it. Yeah. You got sitting and standing. I mean, you, you know, we stand, you stand a long time for eight hours. It's just almost as bad as sitting. You it feel is. stiff because yeah. you haven't moved. So you got to just have movement. You got to do different things. Like you're sitting, you know, a different style than I am right now. And, you know, or you can just I bring, can feel that. I can you feel just, I was getting crunched you up. You can just bring a, you know, yeah. leg up or however you can sit on the floor. I mean, you just switch your positions. You could be still sitting, but switching your positions. Yeah. You could be sitting at a desk because there's a lot of people who do desk jobs and you could switch your positions that you could just move your chair out of the way and just sit in a lunge. Or you know, stay right, like, right, right. You're still there at that position, but you're whole, you're different now. And then you lunge the other way or whatever. Yeah, right. And that's you don't have to sit there forever. Like I'm gonna sit in this lunge and just do like this. If you want to, you can for as long as you want. Cool. But you just again, it got to be awareness. Yeah. Just I, what I are agree. you doing? What are you doing? You got you know aware of your, you got it's, you know we talk to victims about being aware of their surroundings. Right. They sit there on their cell phones as they're walking, and it's like you're just a walking target. You're right. So you got to be aware of that. You should be aware of all around you. You should be aware of what you're doing and uh, aware of what you're eating, right? I mean, it's just... Yeah. It's no, it comes huge. down to awareness, for sure. Man, you, you just got to know. Be curious, right? Be insanely curious and just keep an open mind. Yeah. That's, that's the key. And that's why you always share so much stuff with people. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm just sharing you what... You make up your own decision, but I'm just going to share you what I, what I read. 
you know? Um, talk, to, talk to me about this. Talk, talk to me how you're training. Like you said, you started as a bodybuilder with that, like, you know, I'm sure just hypertrophy, right? Where you're just lots of reps. How, how has your training changed as, as you've aged? You know, you're, gonna, you're about to be 51. You look amazing. Like, you're not still doing that. So, like, what are some things that you're doing? And, and yeah, other than, I mean, you've talked about movement. You love just being out in the sun and grounding. But what are some... What are some things that you're doing? You know, before the podcast, we were out there throwing kegs around. So, you know, talk to talk to us about that and just how your training has evolved. Yeah, again, it's it really evolved, right? I mean, it's come from bodybuilding to, okay, so I, I did my competition, loved it. You know, okay, I feel like, I, you know, I could do it again and try to do it again. And then I was training and then I was squatting one day and I know why it happened, aftermath. I, uh, you know, was lifting, I, I don't know, a decent amount of weight for me or whatever. And, uh, my quadricep ripped, mm. just ripped. It sounded like your sweater or shirt ripping and literally like cloth ripping. Uh, I heard it and I just look at squat rack this way, squat with, with, uh, safety bars in the uh, rack. I just com- completely fell. Uh, All right. Cause I mean, you ripped your, you have no strength in that leg. Boom. Down. I went, my training partner, Eric was behind me. Like, I mean, his face was just like white, like, Oh my God. Like, like what's going on? I'm not saying anything. I'm sitting there. It's not really, it wasn't that painful. It was shock. Mm. And I'm sitting there with this leg laying on the ground. This leg's bent, the ripped leg, and wait, quad, and then this leg straight. And I didn't try to move. I was just sitting there, like, like I don't know. I was processing it. I was in shock, right? Right. And then they're calling, "Hey, get the, get the manager over." He comes running over. They find some paramedics out front who are in lunch, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, and you look like us, like, oh man, I'm trying to eat my lunch. Right? I'm yeah. just thinking. Thanks. And so they came, and they, you know. Like, what hospital do you want to go? I don't know. I, you know, San Leandro, it's the closest, right? And so they took me to the hospital, and I found the doctor came over and tried to move your leg flat. I couldn't move my leg out of this position, right? And he's pushed in. He's like, yeah, you tore your quadricep. It all rolled up to the top, all four heads. And then that, you know, I was like, oh, am I going to be able to lift again? He's like, oh, you're going to ask me that. He goes, it's going to take, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be, you know, it'll be over a year. May at least, you know, this is, you know, it's a big traumatic thing. You ripped your freaking quadricep. Yeah. Huge muscle. Yeah. Right? Like you said, all four heads. Not all four heads. Yeah. It just rolled up. And so I had a, uh, the surgeon came in the next day and he, you know, sliced my leg open, stitched them all, and basically just had to staple them and stitch them together. Ugh. And then put me in a big leg cast. And it, that was miserable. And, and go about, right? And then at that time, my knowledge obviously wasn't as, this was one of my 20s. I mean, I'm like 24. Yeah. But I knew, you know, and at that time I, I hooked on with uh, Muscular Development was a magazine I was reading, and there was an author in there, Dr. Michael Colgan. Just his stuff, I read, I got every book. It just blew me away. He had his, mm. his stuff na- back then, or what biohackers are doing now. Ah. Okay, like he was big into vitamin C. I mean, he explained it. He did, there was all research. He was, a, he was very uh, research oriented. And. I read enough from him and everybody else at that time that vitamin C was it. And then we know vitamin C with the healing is just amazing. So I just pounded vitamin C. I took all my mega dose, whey protein. And at that time I was taking vitamins. Like, you know, I still uh, do supplements and I go to see the doctor and it's healing really good. Right. I get the cast off in six weeks. It's freaking one size all the way down. I can't do anything with it. They're massaging it hurt as hell because everything's just so tight. Yeah. Just to bend my knee just a little bit was about it. But I started going to the gym as, as soon as I could. And I just now, started. Did the doctor tell you that you could do that? Or were you like, nah, I'm, they, I'm going to go against what you're telling me to do? They put me through physical therapy. And okay. physical therapy helped because they gave me massages and they just they moved it. And eventually they moved enough where I could start moving where I just do the exercise bike. And it would be fine until I got to the end range. 
or the end range of collapsing it, you know. And yeah. Like, oh. And then after a while, I was like, these people aren't doing crap for me. I mean, I know. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I, I know more than these people. But you knew your body pretty yeah. darn well, especially being a bodybuilder. So I went back to the gym, and I started doing my leg extensions with like 10 pounds, which I couldn't even do, which is, you know, he was like, oh, yeah. struggling. Anyway, I don't want, you know, that's a long story to, the reason that happened is because thinking back, I had an issue with my hips. I always had, when I squatted, I always shifted. Uh, I remember that. And it's all about mobility. I had, it was tight. Yeah. I was tight. And that led me on to my adventure through all this, right? Because I, I still want to move. I still did the bodybuilding stuff. But some stuff I couldn't really do because of that's still the tightness I had. Because that hip tightness never went away, right? It was still there. Right. It swift shifted because this leg wasn't being used the same way. And it, it just built upon, you know, a, a little dysfunction built on dysfunction. And I, I was moving. I got into kettlebells because that was just something I started reading about. And I loved the kettlebell work, but it still was there. Like, I didn't, I didn't do all these different range of motions, right? I mean, you, you do your, you do your uh, presses and you maybe do your swings. And those are great, but you're not getting all this, right? And yeah. I was going to chiropractic, right? I, I love chiropractic. And they were doing things and they are helping. But this leg... Just it, something wasn't feeling right. I, I, my back tweak because ultimately because this leg was shorter than this leg, which gave me this look, which uh-huh. eventually tweaked my back, right? And this, that was only t- really the only time I ever called in sick in thirty years. I've never called in sick for being uh, sick. Wow. Never called in sick for being sick. I, I've, nothing. This I tweaked my back in three days. I called in sick. I mean, I've called in sick for you know kids being sick and yeah other things. But yes, but not, uh, but not you being sick. actually being sick. Never, never, never. Thirty years of working. <laughs> But this back tweak did. And then I go to my chiropractor and he, he helped me out. You know, he got me feeling a little bit better. Yeah. But we're talking about this leg and he measured it. And he goes, you know, your, your leg's shorter than the other leg. And so we're going to, he was, you know, his a good guy, but he's new. He didn't know a lot. I mean, he didn't, you know, a lot of experience. And he's like, you're going to put a heel lift in. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Mm, my, that's interesting. My, head, my leg's never been okay. short, right? It's, 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 it has been short. It's, that can't be right. I'm not going to do that because. I never was diagnosed short before. It was always fine. So, yeah. you know, this is, I didn't, wasn't aware of the body. I wasn't aware of muscles so much then. I wasn't aware of a lot of stuff. So I started going to find people, other people, you know, second opinions, third opinions, fourth opinions, which most people should do anyways when they go to the, uh, any doctor who says they have whatever. Yeah. Second, third, fourth opinions because everybody knows different stuff. They all have yeah. different, you know, backgrounds. And so why would you go to one person and just, no, I didn't. And this is, this is a, a point that, that that's great because I went and I was like, okay, I got to find somebody who works with people who move or athletes, mm-hmm. right? You can't just go, it's a whole different subset. So I found yeah. this other guy who worked off of 24 hour fitness. He kind of was connected to a Fremont place. And then I went and saw him and he, he put me in front of a chart with, with the lines behind it. And he took my picture and he kind of examined me. He goes, Oh yeah, no, you got a short leg, right? He's second, second opinion of the same thing. Wow. And I was like, that's no, that's bullshit. I can swear, right? Yes, of course you can. Yes. <laughs> That's bullshit. No, I know it's not. I know my body. It's not. So we worked, uh, you know, a, 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 a person, uh, Hazelwood, at our work, and big-time bodybuilder, and his wife, he was married to a Miss Olympian. Mm. And I was like... That's a pretty good person. Man. <laughs> dude, you, who do you use for a car? I know you go to a car. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's this guy in Pinole, right? And this is when I live in San Leandro. So San Leandro and Pinole is a pretty good distance. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's it's a... 30 minutes? 40 minute drive, okay. 45 minute drive. And he's like, this dude, this guy, I go to this guy in Pinole. 
I cool. I called him up, went out there, right? Went to his place, went in there. He has pictures of all these bodybuilders and everything, right? I'm thinking, okay, this is at least the right place on yes. that because this guy at least knows. And he's a, you know, a big guy. He could tell he, were, he was a lifter and he had strong hands. And the first day I went in, he went in there and he didn't, I mean, he did adjust me, but it wasn't that. He's like, he's just felt, oh, dude, this is tight, right? He, this hip flex, I mean, oh, well, this is tight. And he started, I was hurt and he started <laughs> working in there. And then he adjusted me a little bit and, and then he measured, and boom, my leg was, boom, straight. The first time, straight, right? And then now he's he's now saying, yeah, no, your legs aren't short. Yeah, no, yeah. no short leg. Yeah. Right? It was just your muscles were tight. They were hiking your hip up. Yeah. All this was just tight in there, right? And it's like, so I kept going to him. 45 minutes I'd go, you know. Yeah. Up, started off at three days a week to really, you know, two and then one. And then I, that's when I started looking a lot more into – the muscle aspect, the mobility aspect. Again, this was the beginning, you know, 2000. Still wasn't a big thing. No, it's not a big thing at all. Right? Kettlebells weren't big, I feel, even until way later. Yeah. So it's interesting that you were doing that back then. Yeah. And so uh, well, I was into CrossFit. I started the CrossFit movement started. I was like 2004. I was doing CrossFit stuff. Ah. Right, right at the very beginning. I was thinking about being, this is kind of cool. Maybe I should be, I should have went and become a CrossFit trainer because I would be have. way ahead of the game. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just like not, I'll f- try one thing and then I want to try another, like kettlebells to CrossFit. And CrossFit encompasses a lot, and so uh, it's uh, it, 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 those trying different things has led me along along with my journey of fixing my hip, and then obviously everything else that earns above the hip and below the hip. It's not the hip just causes dysfunction all along. Um, you may you release the main point, and the other points will start releasing once the body can start using its muscles properly, right? If you, yeah. if you mess up a, a a big prime mover such as your glutes, something else has to take over. And yeah. that's when you start getting pain in your knee or wherever, in your ankle or, or your shoulder or your neck, right? Because of something like you're not activating your glutes, your glutes are inhibited. That's what got me to moving to go to, you know, uh, kind of that same time as kettlebells, CrossFit's type stuff. And then uh, we go on. I just took, in this chiropractor, just went out of business. I think he got tired of working. It was great. I was like, oh, no, right? Yeah. So I was on a quest to find a new chiropractor. I found another guy. He was good. But after a while, it's like a lot of, you know, unfortunately, a lot of chiropractic, they just kind of, at first, you're like the most important thing, and they really want to diagnose you, and then after a while, and this is not everybody, I'm just, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm generalizing, then they're just like, you just kind of come in there, okay, cool, thanks, yeah. and you're out, right? And it's yep. like, man, I don't like that type of care anymore, because I still have issues, and yep. some of these issues I should have been taken care of then, because, again, I need to be responsible for my body. And you got to go deep sometimes. Like you said, you're always going to the root of the problem. And sometimes, like you said, some chiropractors are just like, bam, 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 cracky, adjust you. And you feel good. But if you've got like some root hip issues and stuff and you're not taking care of that, then the the bones are going to start to tighten up. You're going you're gonna to end up with the same problem. Yeah. Right? You're just going to fall back into that pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to another chiropractor. I tried a lot of different chiropractors. tried acupuncture. I tried it all because it's something to try to see out what if it does work let's see what works for us nobody really knows it's not yeah. just going to a doctor and getting your medication that's not, i'm gonna say that's not gonna work for you that's the last <laughs> thing you should anybody should do but you know each their own i'm taking yeah. responsibility for my health and i encourage everybody to take responsibility for their health and i'll I assist with what i know and I'll, I'll try to point people in the right directions found another chiropractor really nice lady uh she did a lot of different uh functional tests on me this is the first time i given functional well no the other guy the first guy kind of did a little bit of functional tests but she did a lot of functional tests to find out where you're tight to work know what to work on that's great yeah. because that shows you something now this person's actually looking for the issues rather than mm-hmm. you just coming in and complaining about i got hip hip pain okay well yeah, we know hip pain's not just hip it comes from your probably your ankle maybe right, right? maybe even the opposite ankle 
We, it's just, and so they do that. And so she did that. And then she kind of seen what my weak, my, my, my weakness was or my faults were. And she's like, Hey, there's this thing I, I she knows about foundation training. Mm. That's where that came from, right? Like, okay. You talked to us about that. that. Yeah. Let's yeah. Okay. That. Cool. Well, foundation training. Cool. So I researched it and I, I got the, there's the videos and I started doing it. Right. But then the videos didn't go into deep, like the anchoring and stuff. Right. That's another big, as we said, a big part of it. So I got a foundation training. I looked, <laughs> lo and behold, they were offering a certification in Walnut Creek. Right. I was like, oh, I live right next to Walnut Creek. Great. Yeah. Three day certification. It costs like a thousand dollars, whatever. It didn't matter. I mean, Again, when it comes to education, you you can't put a price on you anything. Can't. I mean, that's and, the well, best thing to spend your money on. And nobody can take that away from you, which I like. No. It's a skill you're taking forever. Yeah. I went to the certification. We wanted Creek. Nobody else from Wanna Creek. Everybody else is like from Southern California. Guys from Australia. That's just because they didn't have that many certifications. I'm yeah. like, dude, I can't believe nobody. Else. I'm just like driving across, <laughs> over, you know, five minutes away to my house, yeah. and everybody's coming from all around the world to come to this. Great, and I learned, you know, great bunch of people. I learned a lot, and then. Uh, there was this one uh, girl there who, she was an assistant or student instructor, and she just went to an Ido Portal movement camp, right? And I'd never heard of Ido Portal. This is, I don't know, seven, eight years, nine years ago, 10 years, I don't remember. Yeah. 12 years ago, maybe. And then I watched her, and she did some crawls. And I, I mean, okay, she was an attractive woman in the first place, okay? <laughs> so it was fine. It was easy to watch her there, but yeah. the way she moved, I was like, oh, that looks like so awesome. She was just so. She was doing a lizard Fluid, crawl, right? a lizard crawl, just right? Like, and just moving. And I was like, wow. Right? And I, I was over, con- I was like, listen to her, talk to somebody else, and Eater Patol. So me being the researcher, I love this stuff, Eater Patol. And that yeah. just blew my, opened my entire world to something totally different, right? And I was like, oh my God, look at this guy. This guy's amazing. Yeah. The way he moves. And he's, yet yeah, he's, he has that body people like to look at, right? That I want to, most men would love to get his body. Yeah. He just has that, you know. It's like and, a Bruce Lee almost body, right? Like this lean. But he has muscular. muscles. Yeah, and, and, and he, like he says, he doesn't go for the body. He just moves. And it, it yeah. all takes care of itself. And and so I started really researching him. And I was like, oh, I got to, you know. And then other movement practitioners, because he's not the only movement guy. There's so many out there. And then yep. then these uh, some of these, uh, I found a place, Animal uh, Athletic Playground in, in Emeryville that was a big movement place. Um, and That's then like par- parkour, right? You're doing like parkour. Well, there's a parkour place in okay. Concord that I started going to to learn parkour, right? I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. So they had like a Just beginning par- forms parkour. Yeah. yeah. I, I went to, and then I found a trampoline place. I always wanted a trampoline on the big Olympic ones. And I found that. And I went, did, did that in Oakland. And they had a place, a circus place, right? And I yeah. loved it. Um, and then I found the athletic playground and went go over there. And there's this whole, it's more movements. I mean, handstands, climbing uh, cloth, and all that stuff. But they were, you know, big movement. They had movement seminars come in, and I just started going to these different movement seminars. GMV Fitness was another huge one I, I found. I went down to Salinas, met some great people through there. So every time I've gone to these places, I've met awesome people that I've connected with, and they've, they've taken me even further. Yeah. So my bubble was this, the this, the, and I get more and more people. And, I, and then the knowledge is just like, oh, my gosh, look at all this stuff. And there's now I have where I might have walked with my little – satchel with my I call it my toolbox right yeah. what's wrong with you buddy <laughs> let me open my little satchel and, try, and that's all I had to work with so like a lot of these practitioners out there they don't that's their satchel is small that first yeah. guy I went to great guy but that small, was his limited that's, and then he couldn't help me now you know somebody like me I have my, my it's a toolbox I gotta wheel the whole damn thing with me yeah right because I got so many things I can 
potentially use or, or whatever, and I, I try to use it all. And as you see all the stuff I have, I can't possibly use it all the time. Yeah. And so I'm always going in and out of it, but it's the way, same way with uh, trying to, you know, figure out movement. I sit in bed, I lay in bed, I drive, I think about issues. Like my, my hip is like this. Well, what's, why, why is it? Oh, well, I'm starting to feel pain in my knee. Okay, okay, and then I'll start, okay, you know. Like knee pain generally... It has nothing to do with the knee, in a way. Correct. Oh, yes, it does, because that's where you're feeling the pain. Yeah. And it might be getting altered. But it's mostly your hip or your, your hip or your ankle. Yeah. Those are your, the most likely your, your problem points, yeah. right? So you can focus on those, and then the knee will come along. But to go and focus on the knee, which a lot of traditional medicine does, yep. especially with pain, oh, just take medication. That'll heal itself. Well, your body will heal itself if you give it the proper environment. Yep. But if you haven't fixed your hip or your ankle, that knee's never going to heal. It's going to get worse, and you get people who have knee surgeries. You should have a knee surgery. There's no reason to get a knee surgery. There should be no reason to get a, a hip surgery, a back surgery. There's, and, and we'll go further. There's no reason you should get any organ taken out of your body that you're supposed to have, a gallbladder, <laughs> you know, a kidney. Okay, if you want to give it up <laughs> right. for somebody, right? Well, what, like, but, what you're saying, too, is like, you know, if you give the body the right input, then you're great. You give the body the right input, it's gonna the output is gonna be amazing. You know, it's gonna it's gonna flourish. You give that's all you got to do, and a lot of people, like you said, they just don't get down to the the root issues, and it's just easy not to. It's just like, well, ah, well, it it takes some dedication. Yeah, I mean, it, does. it takes most people aren't aware that they don't study the body. Like this is what I do. I don't watch any of the shows out there. I may watch one every once in a while, but I don't yeah. watch TV much. If I do, I watch a documentary. Yeah, uh, I read a lot. I watch podcasts. Um, I practice, I practice movement. I read right. about movement. I read about other stuff, and I practice that stuff. I practice it all on me, right? And I see what, what, what works and what doesn't. And I, I live whatever I talk, whatever I put out there, I, I do. What has been one of the most – I mean, like you said, you've been to so many. So, like, if you had to boil it down to, like, one, what's one of, been the, one of the most impactful trainings you've, you've gone to from, the, the move, from all the movement modalities? What do you, what do you think is, like, one of the, the biggest – Okay, well, I'm going to answer it twice. Okay. Okay, because I'm going to say the biggest was the foundation training because that just opened up my world, right? You got to look. Sometimes it's the thing, but it's a lot of times where that thing's going to lead you. And I didn't even anticipate that, of course. Right. But it is. It just that's just opened my world tremendously because of who I talked to and what I learned from there, okay? Yeah. So, and the foundation training is instrumental in – and, and a lot of things, because this works your posterior, which everybody has a problem with. Yeah. We all work on the showy muscles. So I'm going to say maybe uh, the GMB training I went to after okay. that, because it, it, it went into more and movement. GMB is an acronym for gymnastic? No, gold medal bodies. Okay, gold medal yeah, bodies. And, yeah. it's, and it's centered around gymnastics though, right? Yes, it does okay. stand around gymnastics, but they do a lot of animal moves and a lot of other things. But yes, and it, okay. it, that, so that opened my world to more Ido Portal kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, now with hands-on, learning a little bit, and again, meeting some awesome people, but just, I guess, the diversity there. Yeah. And again, watching somebody like uh, one of the instructors is Jarlo, and, and the dude, he did a, a session of movement on the ground, low squatting kind of stuff, just, you know, or crawling, and then... It was just so, again, it was like when I watched the, the, the one woman move, I watched him and I was just like, dude, look, look how effort, effortlessly he's yeah. moving down there. And he's just crawling and, and, and it's, it's been recorded, it was recorded on, you know, it was recorded and I've gone back and I've watched it several times and I'm just like, 
is that's what we need to do. That's what I want to do. I don't want to be the big guy. Yeah. I mean, I want to be strong. I love strength. As you see, I love my yeah. kegs. I love my kettlebells. I love picking stuff up on the ground. And I want to go, my, I still have a goal, right? And that's one thing I, I, I one reason I keep my lifestyle is because you learn so much up to this point that I'm finally getting a chance to use it all. Mm. I don't want to die. And I, I, now it's like life is just beginning. Like yeah. I want to go to Iceland. I'm going to go do stone lifting still. In my <laughs> 50s, I don't care. I'm going to lift. I mean, they have several different sized stones and that was their thing in the manhood. To get into manhood, you had different stones you had to lift, right? And they're famous. Yeah. I just want to go out and lift them. You know what I find so amazing is even what you said earlier about how people in retirement, you know, they, and it reminds me of this Tony Robbins quote where he talks about like people are so focused on achievement versus like fulfillment. And for you, you can just see like if you were like, oh, I'm going to lift stones and that, that'll be the end of my life and, I'm, and I've won. I achieved <laughs> something. Great. But for you, it's like, no, I'm just, I'm just fulfilling my I'm just putting new things in my bucket. I'm just fulfilling myself. This is great. There's just some openness and abundance. It's just, it's never ending, you know? Whereas when you achieve something, there's just this, you put a limit on it. Yeah. I, 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 in my, my whole philosophy of working out is the journey rather than the, because rather than the achievement, I'll come out here with the, you know, people have their, what am I doing today? I'm doing right. chest. I'm doing this. And that's cool. I did that, and I, I like it, and, I, and maybe I should follow it sometimes a little more with some of the skills I want to perfect, right? I might want to come I, – I think in my head, I want to perfect my ba- hand, ba- hand balancing, right? I want to perfect my hand balancing. That's what I'm going to start doing. Mm-hmm. Then I come out to my yard, and I, I just kind of get out here, and I, 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 I pick up the keg or I pick up my club, and I just start moving with it. And then an hour later, right, it's like I'm still doing this or doing that, and I haven't even fa- focused on hand balancing, which is perfectly okay. Yeah. I just, the aspect I'm out there moving, okay, I'll get hand balancing sometime or I'll get, you know, whatever sometime. My rope climbing, I, I, I mean, I got to climb the rope more. It's there. It's, it's a good back exercise. I, yeah, yeah. And I should, but I get into other things and that's how my workouts, I don't go in always with the plan. Right. I, mean, I kind of think I do, but <laughs> I go in. And then the plan gets screwed up. But mostly it's where, where am I? Where am I deficient? I go on my, wow. always, you know, I rather, I, I love bench pressing, which I haven't bench pressed in probably like 20 years. I don't bench press. Uh, but why don't you bench press? There, there's no reason why. I'm not pushing. I don't it's know. Pushing, pushing force? Yeah, but you could do it without the push up. Okay. In different angles, different objects, right? You could do it. I mean, that's just so much better. Bench pressing, you are on a bench and you now have uh, limited your scapular movement, which is a huge part of your bench pressing. Mm. Most people, that's all they do. I'm not saying it's bad. You can do it every once in a while, but you got to do all these other things. You got to open your arm up, right? You got to. You got to do all this stuff. Yeah. And they just bench and bench and bench. And they all get, not all of them, they get a lot of shoulder issues. They never take care of. They never say, I got to rehab this. I got to just bench more or I got to go lighter, but I got to keep benching. Yeah. And then it, essentially they just destroy their shoulder where they probably should back off really again. Now, what should I do when I go to the gym? My shoulder's been hurting. Well, I better do all kinds of shoulder stuff. Yeah. Right? I, and that's how I do a lot of things. What's, where am I limited right now? That's what I need to focus on. And every day it might change a little bit. And then I'll add other stuff in there. But I'm just, it, my thing is just, con- just moving. Yeah. Every day. I Love don't take it. a day off. It's moving. It yeah. may not be lifting the heaviest weights possible. I don't really lift a lot of weights all the time because it is very taxing to your recovery system, right? Because you're, you're taxing your spine. And that's, uh, that's another thing. So I notice when I do like heavy, a heavier weight day that, yeah, the next day I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm sore. But when I get out and move, it takes a lot of that soreness away. And, you know, focusing on what I need to move. 
right? It's being aware. Yeah. You got to be aware. What, what do you need to move? What do you got to work on? And then you're doing it because sometimes we don't do it. Oh, I know I got to, I know I'm supposed to eat healthy. I know it. Uh-huh. But God dang, I want my, you know, I want those French fries over there. Or You got to just like, okay, I'm going to do this. I want to go switch gears here. What, so what's, what's like a typical day as far as like diet is for you? And then I want to get into your supplements. So like you wake up in the morning, like, oh. what's normal? Okay. If it's a day off, right? Like the day, like today, yeah. I'll, I'll wake up. I'll do some a little bit of movement, right? I like to do my cat cows and I like doing hip openers because that's just something to prime you. I mean, you've been laying in bed. Simple. Five minutes worth. I'll go upstairs. I'll fix my coffee. Usually a bulletproof type coffee, but it could always change. Sometimes I put some things in it. Sometimes like a cow or cinnamon. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. And then I'll usually take some vitamin C and some acetylcarnitine and maybe some herbs that, they, that revolves. You know, it's never, I don't try to take everything every day because I don't know if you really need it. I'm, you know. Yeah. You're kind of like a press pull cycle. You're not, or yeah. you just do it on what you feel. You're, you're just, oh, I don't know if I feel. I just like I've, you know. What does my body need today? Is do I oh, the... mushrooms, for example? I take mushroom powder, but do I take it every day? No, I mean, no, because I have so I have so many different powders. It's like yeah. I don't want to sit there and take eighty-seven a day. Yeah, I'll take these three this day, these three tomorrow, and then go back to these three or whatever. Um, and then I'll I'll come out and uh, you know I'll generally start doing some kind of movement. I like the keg. I open up on the keg, boom, and then depending on what I'm going to do, I don't know. Sometimes I go out there, and if I have nothing pressing for the day, I, I'll just play some music, and I just go. And I, I might be out there for two, an hour, two, three hours. And generally, I, I'm never usually hungry. I haven't eaten yet. And I'm, I'm just – usually I stop because it's like, ah, you know, I'm, waste, I'm not wasting, but I've but, used my yeah. whole day on this. Yeah. Or maybe I should go eat, or I do got to go do this later, so let's stop now, right? Or I want to go do this, sit in a sauna or sit in the cold tub. And so then I'll go and usually take a shake at that time because it's easy – put a lot of different stuff in the shake, a lot of good mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And What's I can, some good stuff that you have to put in there? I put, shoot, I just, <laughs> I usually put a base of water, or a little bit of water and like a cup of frozen fruit, just about a cup. Okay. Different kinds because I like to be, have variety. I put liquid minerals in there. I'll throw like three raw eggs, good eggs. I'll put salt and pepper in there and I'll, I'll, the pepper helps the curcumin I put in there later absorb. Shoot, I'll put, you know, 15, 20 different powders in there, something like bee pollen, Grind up some chia seeds. Maybe put a, a scoop of that in there. I put some maple syrup because it's. I need a little flavor. It gets a little. Yeah. Whoa. Maple syrup as a sweetener. Maybe some kefir, or some yogurt, um, protein powder, and uh, grind it all up, and I'll drink it. So that could. And, oh, and and this has been a staple again. Back from Michael yes. Colgan, olive oil. You so read about you got me on the olive, olive oil, oil. By the way, I've been following that since you told me, and I I I love it. And it's funny because. I want you. I want to hear what you learned from Dr. Colgan, but I, Dr. Gundry, who's like a popular doctor right now because he wrote the Plant Paradox, mm-hmm. he swears by olive oil as one of like just. And you talked about the blue zones earlier about people living to their hundred. He says like all of them had like an olive oil, or I don't know all of them, but a lot majority of them did, and it's just the polyphenol content and olive oil is just so good for your health. So you got me doing that. <laughs> I always do that now. Thank you. Good. good. Um, You're welcome. But yeah, talk, so talk to me about what, how you, what you learned from him and why you, that's a staple. The same thing, you know, the, 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 just how good it was for you, right? And so, and at that time, again, when I was reading, reading Colgan, my whole thing was, I need calories. Olive oil is an easy way to get calories, right? Yeah. You just, I mean, you, a, ta- a, ta- a tablespoon is like, you know, 120 calories, right? So I'm, now I don't really measure it, but I'd be like measuring yeah. a quarter cup. Yeah. Right, and how many calories? Is that? I don't know, seven hundred, eight hundred. It's a lot yeah. for this quarter cup. It's like my heavy whipping cream of a thousand <laughs> calories, right? Yeah. And so 
I'll put all a ton of. I'll just usually just sit here and count like to twenty. One, two, three. As I pour an olive oil on my shake. Yeah. So my my shake might be I don't know two thousand calories. I don't even know. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Grind it up and I just drink it. Yeah. Right. And then that it fulfills me. Sometimes I want to eat something while I'm drinking it because you should usually eat because you got to chew right to get the enzymes flowing. So yeah. I always like want something crunchy. Sometimes I eat a couple chips or crackers or a piece of cheese or whatever. It's something just to to chew so I get the fulfillment of eating something right because just drinking is. Yeah, it's, it's not it might fulfill, not yeah. it might not fulfill you, right? Yeah. And then, and then later, you know, I'll just do my day. Sometimes I might come back and move again later. I might go, you know, do whatever. I'll practice juggling or whatever. I mean, I always like doing some kind of new skill. I got a guitar. I'll practice my guitar or whatever. Yeah. And then I will uh, eat a meal. I don't know. It could be anything uh, later, and then maybe another meal late at night, or maybe just one meal, and I make it a big like fish. Whatever steak, I mean, it's usually meat. I gotta have meat, and I know, you know, I'm not I, uh, vegetarians, and I love. They're like vegetarianism is great. You know what? I, vegetarianism is awesome. Put a steak with it. <laughs> I weigh all the vegetables. I agree, 100. percent I love all the vegetables. I don't need all the fluff. I don't need the rice. I don't need the beans. I don't need the. So you don't things. So you'll do like a paleo style dinner. You'll have you have some kind of meat probably with vegetables. Yep, that's pretty much. That's been it. That's basically been the foundation since my 20s but you won't have what about sweet potatoes will you you won't eat that occasionally or? okay occasionally but, I mean, i'm not going to say i'm no not rice no quinoa, occasionally no occasionally nothing. occasionally okay. i don't make it generally like when i make my kids dinner throughout all the years it's always been just a, a, a vegetable and some meat or vegetables and some meat generally because they get enough carbohydrates and fluff in, the, in their own diet right for they sure, candy for sure. and we can't control that yeah i mean that's like people are like i can't eat like you just be aware. Just you got You could eat the stuff that's considered bad for you, and that's fine. But you gotta eat the good stuff. Yeah. And part of that is getting a lot of different vegetables in you. And I think the easiest way of that is with powders, right? A yeah. good green powder gives you like thirty things. Just take a scoop, a scoop a day. Not hard. Also, are you still? I know you got me into herbs. You were taking a lot of herbs for a while. Are you still doing that? Yeah, we're not talking marijuana here, right? We're talking <laughs> herbs. Herbs. No, I'm talking like ant powder. Come on, man. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Tongata leaf. Well, I mean, maybe uh, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I take. I, in fact, I've tried to switch more to herbs only because an herb has so many different things in it, right? It has all these little phytochemicals because yeah. it comes from nature, right? Ant powder you, you mentioned, right? Ants, okay, has a little bit of protein. It has the ant, uh, you know, what what are in ants? It's what's in the cells. It has zinc. No, not a lot, but just a little, and it just it does these different things for the body, partly because of the minerals you take it, I'm sure, and partly because of just other stuff that's in it, right? Or, yeah. or like you said, I think it's like, it's like a living organism. So mm-hmm. that's what I, yeah. Or hishiwu, for example, I think is another yeah, good one. Yeah. It's but it's a plant. Again, plants, 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 plants. Um, again, plants and good protein <laughs> and meat. And I'm I'm just in heaven, right? And it's I gotta eat, but it has to be you know people think meat. I eat meat. I go to McDonald's. No, you gotta have good clean meat. Yeah. You got to have good clean plants. You got to have good clean eggs. And, you know, they're, they're out there. They take a little work, right? But you got to have them because they bring less toxins. Toxins are the problem. You know, you want to go back to the virus or whatever. Anything that ails you, it's because of your toxic toxic, toxic load. load. Yeah. Right? And that's the biggest thing. And you don't, you just keep adding to it. You don't do the things that will take away from it or d- decrease it to make you better, right? You're always stressed. You're always eating the crappy food and whatever. But um, back to the herbs. I just take shilajit. You still take shilajit? Yep. And okay, you ask, what do they do, right? And I have awareness to myself. I, right. I, I mean, more awareness, I think, than the average person. And sometimes I could feel, I but I can't feel like, oh, 
well, you know, it's affecting my leg or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I have, I take my stuff. I have energy galore. I can work 60 hours a week. You do work 60 hours a week, by the way. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah, right? Yeah. Get, I get, I had, you know, the kids are older, so they don't take as much, but I used to, you know, I cooked and took care of the kids yeah. part-time. I move every day. One to two hours, sometimes three, even when I'm working. Yeah. And then some of that is during work, right? Because you can sit there during, doing whatever you're doing and like I did in my, and it's move. You got, I'm just yeah. being aware of movement, but some, I do a movement session where I could just really feel like I worked out. Cause I got to do that or yeah. else I don't feel like, you know, but the point being is I take these herbs and everything else. I just, that's my lifestyle. I'm just full of energy. I don't tired. Yeah. I mean, as long as I sleep well, which I helps me, that helps me sleep. Well, uh-huh. I can sleep, wake up and ready to go. And then the days when, you know, with our work, sometimes you had shift altering, right? You had to wake up four in the morning to go do a search warrant. Uh-huh. It sucked. Yeah. Right? And, but I can wake up that morning and be no issues. I mean, yes, ultimately there is an issue because I know, like Kelly Stretz says, you know, it's, it's pre-diabetic. You put yourself in a pre-diabetic state right. if you don't, haven't slept enough. If I'm aware of that, then maybe I won't eat all this other, you know, and again, this is not a whole other level of awareness. Maybe I won't eat a certain way right. because I know my body's already compromised. I know I've compromised my body. I feel great. And maybe I haven't compromised myself as much as somebody else would have who doesn't live a healthy lifestyle. But allow me, I could work that whole day, whole night, right? I mean, yeah. I've, when I was working the swing shifts, right? This was every week we used to, you know, at the 12-hour shifts. So we had three, four, right? Four Four days, one week, you work 12-hour shifts, and the yeah. next day, three weeks, right? But three days a week. But usually my off other week, I'd take up overtime that first day. And then I'd also, sometimes make it a whole day. So my, usually, my, even if my first day, say it was Tuesday, I would work from my start at 7 in the morning, and I'd work until 2 at night. Yeah. I'd do that every Tuesday. Yeah. The next day, I'd work 2 to 2, to two or 12-hour shift. The next day, 2 to 2, the next day, 2 to 2. So I get my four days. Sometimes I work a day off, but at that point I wasn't. A hor- I don't like to work my days off too much because I like to do my stuff. I like to yeah. move outside. Yeah. I can't yeah, do yeah. that work, but yeah. I could then because I could wake up and move. But I'd never had an issue. Like people, you know, people say, "I'm tired." You know, I worked a couple hours a day. I get it. Okay, I worked 17 hours, or 19 <laughs> hours, right? The, 19 hours, then three 12-hour shifts. Yeah. And the third, fourth day, right? Friday, I'm working out in the morning. I'm waking up. I'm coming out and working out. Plenty of energy. Yeah. Even though I've worked, you know. 24, uh, 43 hours the last three days. Yeah. Boom. And that's how it's been. And I, I mean, to describe that feeling compared to, I haven't been into a, an ill feeling for a long time. You know what I'm saying? So I can't come from a, a place of a lot of people, but I can right. look at them and I can just say, just think to myself, like, if you knew what health was, if you actually participated in that, you would blow your world open. Yeah. Right? I mean, you go to people who are, okay, I'm telling you, if you have a, a gut... You are not healthy. Okay. I know people love to see, I mean, of course there's different stages, but you know, if you're overly obese or whatever, you're not healthy no matter what. I'm telling you, that's right. just badness in you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, I'm not, you're saying, not judging it. You're just I'm saying, not judging. Just, I'm just saying just you're, fact, you're not just, healthy. Yeah. And what's cool about that, if you want to look at it from one point from, is, you know, you, they, they think a certain way. Whatever they got, how their thinking works or their, their, yeah. their thought process or whatever, just their ability to think. And then beyond moving and everything else. But if you feel how you feel then, and you decide to get healthy and get rid of that and get healthy, you, your thinking can get astronomically better. Yeah. I mean, you could just, your whole life could change. And that's what's kind of cool about that. Because you feel how you feel in that state, 
and maybe you feel okay. I'm sure a lot of people don't, and they don't admit it or whatever they sometimes do. But if you can get out of that state into the healthy state, into the state I feel like I'm in yeah. every day, people like, yeah, you, you've mentioned like, you know, you're always positive. Yeah, I said that. I said that. I think one of your things is that your mindset is so strong. And when I remember meeting you, you know, police work is a negative job. It just is. It's filled with negativity and negative people, and we perpetuate it. It's just so easy to fall in the trap and be like, "Oh, Steve, you know, this was this is bullshit. The way they're treating us." And but, and uh, I remember something happened. I went, and I was end up working with you, and you're like, "Yeah, buddy." You're like, "Yeah, I don't care." Like, in I I remember we were somewhere in uh, East Oakland, and you took out some peppers and stuff. You just started eating them in the back of the trunk. You're like, "Yeah." Oh, life is good. And I just remember like nothing faces this guy, you know, it's just the, <laughs> the way you, you carried yourself. I've been like that. I've been pretty level <laughs> keyed since I was a kid. Yeah. Right. And I've always kind of gone against, you know, I didn't really care about much. Like people always wanted to get into the, the cool stuff. I got to wear these certain shoes, certain pants, you know, back in school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yet if it be the in crowd, and yeah. I didn't, then I didn't give a crap. Yeah. I wore my heavy metal t-shirts. I had my long hair. Okay. <laughs> and I was just, I'm fine. I left my medal. I had my long hair and I just did my things my way. Yeah. And I was cool. And I didn't have to be with everybody else. And that's kind of where I am now still. I don't, I do my own thing. I, I, if you want to come and anybody can come and, hey, you want to work out with me? You want to talk? Let's do it. I love talking about this stuff. Yeah. People do at work. They ask me, you know, I mean, I could, we could be two hours down and be like, oh, okay. You know, maybe we should, I, mean, I could talk about forever. I know. So the, the thing is, I just, yeah, I don't. I love what I love, and I always like to look at the, There's always could be worse things, right? I mean, people complain about every situation. It could always be worse. And, and, and I, I am aware that that thinking is going to take me down the line, the, this, the, the, the pit of hell, basically, right? Yeah. Bad thinking. That's where I'm going to go. I know that. Yep. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. There's so much good in this world, right? There's, there's coming to talk to you. There's hanging out with you. There's yeah. hanging out with my kids. There's just eating good food. Yeah. Just a good meal or coming out and just soaking up some sun and just moving or listening to music or whatever. It's just amazing. It's that abundance mindset, man. I yeah. love it. It's just amazing, right? So I don't even, I don't even go down that road. Yeah. And yeah, I, I notice about, about and you. People would, you know, and again, there's always something to complain about. Always. And in that respect, I don't hang out with those people. You know what it is. People yeah. that in life, but in our profession, there are the negative people. And yeah. I, I don't even want to hang out with you. Yeah. Because you're not going to bring anything positive to my life. Right. And that's not going to let me go, get bigger. Yeah. Right. It's all about growing. I mean, I mean, back when I was younger, yeah, I wanted to learn. But now it's really about growing. As you yeah. got older, I was like, I want to know everything. Again, another reason, yeah. I'm 50. This is the time when people are worried about dying. I mean, I, <laughs> 50-year-olds are dropping dead around me. Yeah. And I was like, I got yeah. so much to learn. Well, I got 30-year-olds, like I said, that are scared to meet with me, not you. You're like, yeah, come on over. Let's do this. Let's make it happen, man. Yeah, yeah right? There's just good. so much either. to learn. And then in our profession, right, if if it all lasts, which I have a big doubt about that, yeah. but we'll talk about the pension system, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a good pension, the police officers yeah. and whatever. Cool. Yeah. And I want to take advantage of it. I want to be 108 That's years old, point, yeah. living wherever, hopefully other than here. Yeah. Right? Some, <laughs> along the beach, maybe in Mexico. Write in my letter, whatever I do then, if I write or if I tele, you know, communicate or whatever, yeah. to the local newspaper over that encompasses that, hey, it's the city of Oakland. Hey, thanks, city of Oakland. Still getting paid. Still, I'm, doing, I'm, doing, I'm doing amazing, by the way. Thank still you. Still amazing. Yeah. And I'm still getting, you're still <laughs> sending me money. 
Uh, dude, that would be, that's just awesome. It's that thought. It's yes. like, dude, I got to yes. be like, you know, like Dave Asprey to live to 180. Imagine that. Yeah. I'm 150 years old. <laughs> you guys are still <laughs> paying you. me. Thank you. <laughs> like, man, this guy's like putting us in the hole <laughs> yeah. himself, right? They might send a hitman. <laughs> They're going to send a hitman. To finish you off. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. Um, I want to wrap things up, and okay. I want to go into the lightning round of questions. Okay. So they're just going to be shorter kind of questions. Should I hold on? Is it going yeah, to shake on. my? Is it going to shake my seat? I'm going to electrocute you with my newbie machine afterwards. Okay. But these should not be too shocking. So, um, you know, when you think if so, if the old new, if the old you, if the old Steve saw the new Steve, what would the new Steve say to the old Steve? Just keep uh, keep learning. Keep just yeah. expanding, right? That's what I got. How I got here, and and lucky I kind of started at a young age, but I just say, man, you got to keep. And I, I, I tell my kids, keep learning. It's, it's and nothing's too expensive, really. I mean, you know, for what you might get out of it, right? No, yeah. it, it, people always say that's that's three hundred dollars. Oh man, it's nothing compared to yeah. what that's going to bring you, right. right? And learn skills, dude. You got to learn skills. I wish I could go back to real young Steve back in high school instead of doing nothing. I was learning stuff, learning yeah. how to play an instrument, learning a foreign language. Because, you know, before the age of, you know, 18 to 20, when your brain is more uh, malleable, malleable yeah. right, you can learn more. It's at a dangerous state that it will be affected by, like, say, electromagnetic, electromagnetic frequencies more because it doesn't have its armor built yet, but yep. it allows you to learn better. After that, your learning slows down. You still can learn, but your brain is protected. But, yeah. yeah, and I tell my nephews, nieces, and... My kids, you got to learn as much as you can right now. You don't yeah. know how much this is going to help you. So that was what I would tell myself. Yeah, great. Anybody right now in the fitness, biohacking, wellness world that uh, that you follow that inspires you? Any? I'm sure there's many, but is there any one that stands out? I, I don't. I mean, you know, Ben Greenfield's always been great because I mean, uh, and Dave Asprey's been good too. But I like Ben Greenfield because he's more athletic. Yeah. He brings the fitness side. He brings the fitness yeah. side, and that's what I like. Asprey has some. I mean, Asprey started off. We went to Bulletproof Conference together. Yeah, learned a lot that way, right? And he he talks his talk, and he's a busy guy. I get it. He can't do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I I just think you got to bring a lot of movement into it. I mean, a lot. Our body's yeah. meant to move. You're supposed to move. I know people love to say, "I got to sit down." You have dude, that's everything. Everything works by movement. Chemicals are created. Your joints are yeah. lubricated. Everything is by movement. So, Ben Greenfield, more so. Um, because of you know yeah. what he's about. I mean, they're both about the same thing, but how he how he comes about it. Mm-hmm. And there's always little ones that pop up because you're always finding new things, like a new podcaster, like you know you like your podcast, yeah. like oh my gosh, this is great, great stuff. Learning from everything. So there's infinite. I'm not saying infinite, yeah, but course. to me, there's infinite number of podcasts 100%. out there. Yeah, that you can't listen to them all. Yeah, you and pick one you like. You got to and it could, yeah. you could be sitting in your room, listening to podcasts or driving, listening to podcasts forever. Right. Yeah. So, Sometimes I like driving just so I can listen to a podcast. <laughs> I don't care if I got to drive yeah. an hour to San Jose. Yeah. Put on a podcast. Yeah. It's great. It, it, any uh, and then on that note, any is there any like big biohacks that you that you like to do, or, or is there anything that you know? You mentioned sauna. You have your cryo, not your cryo, but your uh, your cold tub. Just, yeah. Is there anything that you like to do, or that you found the most effective, or any big biohacks? I mean, I'd like the sauna now, right? I got sweating is huge for getting all these toxins out of us, especially I think yeah. you need to sweat. You can sweat working out. And that's great. Working out, going all out all the time. You know, you're going to destroy yourself. You can't. I mean, 
a lot of CrossFitters destroy themselves. I'd love CrossFit, but what's about, and you do get better, but your recovery only goes so far. Yeah. You can't, your ability to lift and do all this stuff, it so far surpasses that. And I learned this from Mike Menser years ago. He had his HIT training. Yeah. The high intensity training. Yeah. Where you just do one set. And I did it for a while, where you just do one set all of heaviness, right? Because you only have so much recovery ability. So you can't go all out. So you can't, I mean, I don't sweat a whole lot all the time when I work out. I'm an easy sweater when I sit in the sauna. I sweat like crazy. Yeah. I've got a hot yoga. I sweat like crazy. I mean, there's, there's a pool around me. I got to bring like three towels. So I'm just like <laughs> wiping up. It's crazy. But it's great because yeah. you got to sweat. So that's probably the biggest thing. And then what kind of sauna is it, by the way? It's a clear light sauna. Okay. Because it's low EMF. It's cost a pretty penny. But you know what? That's what I like to spend my money on. Yeah. I work overtime. To pay for your Just course. to do that. Yeah, yeah. Right? People, for whatever reasons, yeah. I just, that's what I like. Yeah, I'll buy, I you know, I got the red light panels. I got three of them. Yeah. I bought my kids each one, and I have two. So yeah. I got four of them. I love it. <laughs> and I'll let anybody use them. My sister or whoever could use it. Yeah. Any, um, you know, when I think about, for me, I, I'm, I'm big on like rituals or practices. You know, you mentioned a lot of, for me, it could be maybe gratitude journaling for some people. Are there any habits or practices that you do on a, on a regular daily basis? Um, well, I sacrifice that, goats to Satan. <laughs> Besides, <laughs> hey, take that out. Uh, Adam, take that out. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the, the morning rituals are, you know, I like my coffee. I, I, I didn't drink coffee up until like five years ago, right? Oh, wow. Most of my career, I hated coffee. I hated everything about coffee. And ah. the reason I started drinking coffee, because... If you look at all the studies out there, everything that has to do with coffee, you just live longer. Yeah. It doesn't matter what ails you, you live longer drinking coffee. Colgan wrote about coffee in his brain health book, right? And that was years ago. That was years, 2001, yeah, 2002. Yeah, yeah. And just talked about, that's where I first read the study that, you know, and I was just like, and, but I couldn't get coffee back then. I didn't like the taste. I hate everything coffee, but I started drinking coffee. I was like, this stuff's good for me. Yeah. I got to drink it. And so I just started drinking and then Bulletproof Coffee came out and I was like, yeah. oh, this is cool. I can add yeah. extra calories and oh man, I <laughs> calories, feel great yes. drinking it, right? And uh, so the coffees have become a ritual, right? I, some days I don't drink coffee because everything shouldn't be done all the time. Yeah. So I'll drink tea. I won't go without. I don't need it, right? People need it. Yeah. I can wake up with this energy and just go. Yeah. I don't need it. It just feels good. It's just a, a ritual I do there. And then some kind of movement, even in my work days. You know, I get up, not hours, because I got to start at seven. So I got only, I'm got to sleep. So, but I get up and I get some red light on me. I, tr I get my eyes in the sun and I make sure I move a little bit. Mm. Any exciting projects that you're, or any projects that you're working on right now that you're super excited about? I mean, the, the, the project I've been working on and I continue to love working on is me. Yeah, I love that. I just love, go, I, mean, I want to get myself as best I can. Yeah. So I, I'm the project. Yeah. Right, and that's just what I like to do. Other people, whatever they got, whatever. Yeah. That, I'm the project, and I'm always working on me. I'm not saying I'm self-centered or whatever. I won't help anybody out. I'd love, I mean, I'd love to bring it out beyond me, right? And I should in certain aspects, and I probably will right now in my life, just where I'm at. It's just, I guess I'm, maybe I'm too comfortable where I'm at, and I'm just worried, focused on me and then those right around me, the circle. But yeah. People could be added to that circle, no problem. I have yeah. no issues with that. No, and I get that because I had uh, my martial arts director ask him that question. He said the sex, exact same thing you said, but he said it's not a selfish thing. It's just that I know when I work on myself and make myself better, then everybody else around me gets a better me. And then, you know, you're, you're, it's a ripple effect, right, yeah. of what you're putting out in the world. Yeah. So I totally get that. And real quick, let's go with that. Yeah. 
that's why I tell everybody, right? People want to look at what's happening in Washington or Africa or whatever. Stuff you cannot affect, mm-hmm. right? And they're worried about it. Sometimes, you know, the virus is a perfect example. Yeah. I'm worried about the virus. I can't even go outside. I can't do anything. Here's what you can do. You can focus on you, number one, which most everybody needs to, way more than they are. Focus on you. Get that really good, and then you can focus on the, the five people around you. Yeah. If you do that and that, if you just do that alone, everybody did it, the world will take care of itself. The world's yeah. problems will take care of itself. Yeah. And that's what you can do. You can't do what, what Trump's, you can't worry about what Trump's doing. That's nothing. I mean, that's not affecting, right? You and I right now. I don't know what Trump's doing. Yeah, I don't know either. Don't and it doesn't, it doesn't affect I mean, I, us I what we're doing right it. here. Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah. not affecting us. It's, it's not, not yeah. really going to affect our lives. Really, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he made policies or whatever, but yeah. right now, no. I still can go out and move. You can come out and move with me. We can yeah. still drink our coffee. Yeah. We can <laughs> still educate right people yeah. around us, and I, could just, and I could choose what I want to be angry about. Yeah, I love that. Last but not least, Steve, um, I know you know you, you have all this training and to start putting this out into the world, I think, you know, very soon. It, where where can people find you or connect with you? Let's go to Facebook and just, you know, Steve Vieira right now. Yeah. And and friend me and, you know, maybe send me a message because, you know, if I get all these friend requests, you know, there's always the fake profiles out there. Right, right. And especially because you're going to come from somebody I don't know, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. A friend request. Well, hey, well, maybe that someone might be friends of yours and that's great. That's yeah. a, a start. And, yeah. you know, I'll might go beyond that at some point I, I would like to, but for right now it's that. And you know, I, I, I have a lot of, I mean, if you want an education and this is, I guess this is selfish or this is whatever, just go look at all my posts. Yeah. Right. And some of it you may not agree with. It's not really anything political. I don't get in that, That's worthless. There's this stuff about critical thinking, which I think is huge because we lack critical thinking in society. Yeah. And I think people just learn, need to learn about that or see what's kind of happening in that aspect. But a lot of it is just different things about health. Yeah, stuff I've posted, a lot of stuff I shared, and stuff I go back to read. I, sh- I share it so so I have it in my timeline so I can go back and read it. Mm. But I, sometimes I scroll down, like I'll just look at my, and then scroll down. I was like, the amount of information somebody who really wants to could learn just yeah. right here. And what's so good about that is it's taken me thirty years to learn what I learned. Yeah. And I do this. Besides moving, I may study one to three hours a day every day about health. Uh. Right. That's average. I mean, yeah. probably lower, but I'm saying just over time, and I've learned a lot. Yeah. To get it for, from me that I'm just putting down some, I think, very valuable stuff, it's getting all the fluff out, it's yeah. just my 30 years can be condensed to, you know, I don't know, months or a year or whatever, or days for somebody else that you just get like the, the crux of it. Yeah. The crux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you could decide if you want to try to do that. You know, which I think is that's how you learn. That's why I look at, I spend a lot of finance. I just go after to look at the big guy. I just, what are they doing? How do they get where they're at? Yeah. Right? You don't, don't we hear wish, oh, these guys are up there and I'm down here. That's not what you do. How'd they get to where they're at? Yeah. How'd that guy get over there? How'd that guy get the large arms or whatever? You know, how'd that happen? Let's go yeah. and ask them, research it, and then try it. Yeah. Boom. Critical. Critical. Love it. Steve Vera, thank you, my friend, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show. It absolutely means the world to me, and I'm extremely grateful for this opportunity. If any of this resonates with you, feel free to go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. There you can follow me, or you can follow me on Spotify. And if you're interested in life coaching or health coaching, you can find me at joelevancoaching.com, and I'd love to connect with you there. Thanks, and continue to be amazing.